Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Welcome to another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today is a rising star on the independent pro wrestling circuit. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce Rex Amadeus. Rex, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having me on, man. Looking forward. To, I've been looking forward to it. You know, I saw you uh, at Mid States probably a year ago, maybe. I can't remember exactly when. And uh, you know, your trademark is your is your mustache. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I will say, uh, in the match you were in, I was uh, very impressed with your, uh, not only your mic skills, but your in-ring skills as well. And uh, I want to talk about that here in a minute. But first, if we could, sir, I'd like to talk to you about where you're from and, and growing up. And uh, if you went to college or anything like that. So let's just start off first with growing up. Where are you from, sir? Uh, I'm basically, I'm from the Kansas City, you know, Gladstone, basically. Okay. Uh lived here pretty much all my life. Uh went to high school up in North Kansas City, high school, the oldest school in the district, about 100 years old when I was going there in 2013. Graduated in 2013, um, you know, Decent. I was not really a school guy, you know, this kind of yeah. forced my way through it, got that done, kind of just, you know, uh, floated around for a little bit. And then um, when I ended up hooking up with um, Niles Planquet at the Journey Show, and basically, like, I saw him post on Twitter that he and Wyatt were going to start a school. And I just started kind of bugging him every time I saw him. And then eventually I just wore him down enough and he, he gave in and started training me. Um, he is the, like, basic, the foundation of my training. Um, yeah. But where I really, like, I say kicked it into another level is when I hooked up with Moonshine Mantel. He uh, made him walk out outside of, the, outside of the ring and everything, and it really, like, upped my game. Mm-hmm. Like, about four months before I made my debut, I was about 185 pounds. By the time I debuted in that October, I was, like, 210. Okay. So, yeah, I put on a lot of weight since I started doing this. Yeah. Wow. I know uh, I've talked to some other uh, guys that and, and females that have worked with Niles, and I hear nothing but great things about his uh, training programs, his uh, – his ability to get across to you what uh, what you need to know. What, what what was it like for you to train with Niles? Uh, it was a very like it was very good at teaching me like the foundations of everything. Like because of what he taught me, I'm pretty sure like I have a foundation in how to deal with pretty much any style I come across, mm-hmm. even like ones I'm not exactly used to. I could pretty much base myself to them when I needed to. Mm-hmm. He's very good at 
breaking down a move into like pieces and then we put make it make sense psychologically and technically and all that stuff. He's got some of that old school in him because he's trained by Sonny Myers and Harley Race and all that and Derek Stone, mm-hmm. some old school guys, but he's not like yeah. bogged down by like the negative stuff that's involved with that kind of stuff, you know. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, so let me ask you this. How uh, were you a fan of wrestling while you were in high school or grade school and just said, I, I want to do this, or how did that all come about? I mean, um, I've been a fan since I was uh, six uh, six years old. Okay. In 2002, when I saw Rey Mysterio debut on SmackDown against Chavo Guerrero, I just was kind of flipping channels, looking around. And I saw this dude in a bright red outfit that looked like Spider-Man flying around my screen. And I was immediately mesmerized Yeah. by watching that. So I kind of grew up in the ruthless aggression era. But my fandom kicked a new level, like, during, I'd say about 15, 16. That's when I, like, I started getting into more indie stuff. But I wanted to be a wrestler since probably, like, I was in high school, you know, really started putting in, but, you know, life got in the way and stuff. It took a while for me to get to that point. Yeah. No, I I understand that. But um, so you've been doing this for, what, about three or four years? How long have you been in the business? Um, This October, I would have been doing it for two years. Okay. So um, yeah, I'm only about a year and three quarters right now. Okay. Well, that, and I'll tell you, Rex, I'll be honest, I thought you did it longer because and it seems like every mid-states wrestler that I've spoken to that I don't know how long they've been in the business, like uh, uh, there's a few other ones that names escape me right now, but they said, oh, I've only been doing this for a year or a year and a half, and you guys look like you've been doing it for, you know, three or four years. And I attribute that, obviously, to Niles. But, uh, you know, you've been at Mid-States for a while. Uh, what about working for the Space Cowboy? What's that What's that like for you? Um, working for the old Space Cowboy. Yeah. One thing you never want to do is bring, uh, ask him for some general sows. Don't do that. <laughs> um, I don't know if he told you that story when he came in of you, but it's a good it's a good one. Yeah. With my my chain of messing with him like way back in when they first started booking him and stuff. So it's a it's a pretty good one. But um, it's always super fun. Uh, Springfield and Harrison, rather than not like they're only about an hour apart, and it's the same promotion. Yeah. The crowds are just different enough that like. They, they're unique in their own way, and they're always super fun. Mm-hmm. Never have any issues with any of them. Um, my favorite part, though, is, like, Springfield has a special place because there's, like, this three-year-old girl who is, like, terrified of me. Like, <laughs> when I come out to the ring, she will, like, literally, like, duck her face into her mom and will not look at the ring the whole time that I am out there. It is the funniest thing on me every time I see her. <laughs> Well, that's because you're a heel there all the time. Oh, uh, what? I'm pretty. I'm pretty nice, you know. I think. Yeah, you're, but you're a heel there. You always. You're either teaming with a a heel or you're you're wrestling a, a baby face. 
uh, you know, I mean, you gotta, you know, I know you can't help it. That's the, the, where the cards fall in the deck, but. Oh yeah, you know, oh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I love ABL, man. I can't, this, this is way more fun. Yeah. Yeah, everybody that I've talked to always, they like being a heel because they get out of their normal personality and they can kind of, you know, get in there and ruffle feathers and, and, and do all that kind of stuff. I, I think that's pretty neat. I, I, I really, I, I enjoy your guys' show. I will say this, Springfield, I mean, I've been watching, I've been at Mid-States now for about two years. I've been following them pretty much either in Harrison or, or Springfield. I will say this, that every time I'm at a Springfield show, sold out. Every time. Sold out. People trying to get in there, and they can't. They, they're trying to get, buy a ticket at the night of the show. Oh, yeah. Forget it. You know when that streak started, right? When I started showing up. They've been <laughs> doing that since, Yeah. Like literally, when they when I, my first Springfield show was like the first sellout, and then they sell out pretty much every time. After that, I've been on pretty much every single Springfield show, and they don't, you know, if they had, you know, that you know would put me up there though, they've been selling out because people know I'm going to be there every I time. Mean, I mean, I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. If if it's since you started and started being there, I don't think it's a coincidence. Exactly. There's no such thing as coincidences. That's convergences. That's right. Let me ask you this. You've worked in other uh, promotions. Yes. So, who, what promotion besides Mid-States do you really think that you enjoy working for that just has, you know, that locker room good feel and, and the crowd feel Where's another place that you really just enjoy working at? Um, CSW, uh, Central States Wrestling in Kansas City. Um, okay. I'm friends with – I pretty much train, and I'm friends with, like, pretty much everyone in that locker room. And, you know, it's when – but, I, like, Michael Strider, a guy I really look up to and respect and ring and everything, you know, outside and inside of the ring. And mm-hmm. the crowd, every time I've been there, is super fun. Yeah. Um. And then you have like other like still the main up in Minnesota is a pretty fun promotion too. And mm-hmm. you know I just went to Texas earlier this year. They were a whole different crowd and they were you know fun too. You know, thankfully I've been with most crowds that you know they get energetic pretty easily. You know, it's, yeah. It's fun. So that's interesting. Steel Domain. You're the second one I've heard about with Steel Domain um, up in Minnesota. Uh, I'm originally from uh, Wisconsin, about two hours uh, northeast of where Steel Domain is, and uh, I hear nothing but good things. I got to go catch one of those uh, cards sometime whenever I'm up there. So let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, Who is a person, either as an opponent or a tag team partner, that you just have a lot of good chemistry with in the ring that you just enjoy really working with? Um, but for opponents, I have, like, two, really, that that stick out. Okay. Uh, one is Kelsey Magnolia. We've wrestled quite a few times, and each time we do, we add new things. We have, add new, like, 
pathways that can go depending on the crowd, if they react one way or they react another way. But we always have a lot of fun doing our matches. And it's not, and I got this, um, when we had our match at Honor Among Wrestling, we actually had them come up to us and say, you know, that wasn't what we thought because most intergender matches, they don't, they don't really put a lot of oomph, you know, behind mm-hmm. yeah. bits and moves. But I hit her like I would any other dude, and she hits me just as far before than any other person she hit. And I look like that's my favorite type of stuff. And yeah. then, but the other guy, person who I just click with on like every level, I think every time I get in this super fun is uh, Gary Roseville Graham down in Mid State. Okay. Yeah. Every time we get in there, it's just, we, I don't know, it just, it feels like it doesn't, like, we'll go like 10 minutes and I'm like, oh, it's only been 10 minutes. We could have gone like another 20. Like, on, like, yeah. well, maybe not 20, but like another, we could have gone a while. And it's like always fun, and it's like everything just flows so easy, and it click, yeah. and we just click. Yeah, Gary Roosevelt Graham uh, had him on a few months back. Uh, just a heck of a guy, and uh, he's been been around for a while. And but he, he, I think him, uh, Luke Langley. Uh, those guys really, they can probably be in the ring with just about anybody and put on a great show and a great, a great, a great match. I, I, I truly believe that. Every match I've seen with them, I don't care who they're in the ring with. It's always, a, it's always a great match. So both, both of those guys have amazing matches, and both of them have helped me out. Like they've, they kind of taken me under the wings in some yeah. aspect, helped me out a lot. So yeah. I can't appreciate them enough. In yeah. yeah. Traveling. You know, when you go from uh you know, Kansas City, Springfield, Harrison, Texas, Minnesota, uh Illinois probably, I'm sure. What uh, is that hard on you? I mean, I I'm sure you have another you know, you work doing something else uh, other than wrestling. So is that kind of hard, difficult for you to like? Hey, I need this time off for this to go to this this weekend, or how's that work out for you? Uh, it used to be a little annoying at my old job because I'd have to like know about it like weeks in advance, and sometimes that just doesn't happen. Sometimes you just get the notice like that the next day before, and like, hey, can you be up here? You know, five hours away on a split notice, and I'm like. I can't just take off though. Now my new job, I, I have weekends off and I can pretty much take off whenever I need to to do a show. Okay. And driving doesn't really bother me too much. Yeah. Like even if I'm by myself, I can just I just shoot through that stuff. I put on some podcasts and then I'm good to go. You put on bumps and thumps, right? Oh yeah, totally, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in there, you know. All right. The the big question I'm sure everybody wants to know about. Are you ready? Let's keep, let me hit me. All right. The handlebar mustache. Give us the scoop. Because, uh, you know, when you're in the ring or when you're coming to the ring or you're outside the ring, you're always twisting your – Usually, I shouldn't say always, twisting your, your handlebars and flexing. What, how did you come up with the, with that uh, trademark there? 
Well, the mustache kind of just came out of, hey, like, as I can grow facial hair pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So I just, like, in the middle of the pandemic, I'm like, you know what, let's try a mustache and see how it looks. If I don't like it, I can shave it off and it's whatever about it. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at him, and you know, I kind of like it. And I'm like, let me grow it out a little bit, too. Yeah. And it's supposed to it was just, like, lip up, and then it was still handlebars, but now I've grown, like, all the way down underneath it, so it goes even farther. Um, but it was basically just something I thought I looked pretty interesting. And plus, I was getting really in the 80s stuff, and I was watching a lot of, like, Dust Man's Hell, and, like, there was, like, Ox Baker, and, like, all these dudes with these, like, incredible facial hairs. And I'm like, you know what? I don't see a lot of people with mustache, want mustaches, or, like, mustaches that look like this. Yeah. And it sticks out enough that people were, like, they, even when I'm like, just hanging around in the crowd, people will see me and like, oh, there he is. I can see his mustache. Yeah. It sticks out. It, it does stick out. And uh, you're right. Uh, you know, you think of Dutch Mantel. Uh, that's who I would think of right away. Uh, when I see you, I'm like, man, if he had a big cowboy hat and maybe a bullwhip or something, he could be uh, Dirty Rex. There, hey, I just made a name for you. There you go. Dirty Rex. I don't know if I could live up. I don't know if I could live up to the Dirty Dutch. <laughs> you might have to live yeah. up. I'm just saying, kind of take some gimmicks and, and make them your own. And I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I just, yeah, you just, yeah, you remind me of that. And there was one match. I remember I saw you in your chest was uh I think it was actually with Gary, if I remember right. It was either Gary or Luke here in Springfield. It was a while ago. But or it might have been Harrison. But you had beat red and actually had welts on your chest from that match. Oh, that was probably a Gary match because I have one I haven't wrestled Luke yet. Okay. But uh, Gary, we had a we had a match in Harrison where we just you know the, basically the point was to just beat the like the piss out of each other <laughs> and make it look like get as aggressive as possible with it. Yeah. You know, but that was the night we were doing like the the months of tapings every week, and I had been like attacking people all night too. And I was, you know, I was diving in. I was like, I jumped in, right before that. I jumped in the ring to attack Jimmy Fiasco. And I was convinced the whole time I was going to tie it to nail myself to this face plant. But I was able to dive in to the so good that no one even saw me until I was already pounding on him. And then Gary, you know, stuck his nose in. And then we, you know. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And I just, I, I mean, I actually felt sorry for you because it just looked like it hurt. And I'm sure it hurt for a few days after. I mean, not to admit it on here, I, you know. I've been hit by moonshine, and then once you've been chopped by moonshine, everyone else, you know, doesn't. It's it's kind of hard to top that. He already yeah. he killed uh, those nervous cells, like when he whooped my butt in, uh, in uh, Springfield. Yeah. So. Yeah. I will say this, since I saw you uh, in Harrison, I mean, you've come a long ways. Uh, you, you have uh, your in-ring ability, like I said earlier. Uh, even if you get, I will say, get in other people's business, but if you just happen to be near ringside and you're 
helping your friend out or cohort. Uh, you're much more, I want to, how do I say, uh, believable and actually people get pretty upset with you. And uh, that means you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Is that taken, uh, how does that make you feel, I guess, when you, when you like, okay, I've, I've, you know, I've got these people upset or whatever. Does that make you feel like, yeah, I'm happy? I love it. Like, I, I go by, like, the old school kind of, like, you know, I want them to not, like, I don't want them to think I'm cool. I don't care if you like me or anything. Like, mm-hmm. I go out of my, I, like, the old school where I want them to pretty much legitimately hate me. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, you know, I'm not, I don't want to be a cool heel, but, you know, yeah. I want to be a heel heel. You want to be a heel heel, yeah. That's why that little girl doesn't like you. You're doing your job. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're doing a lot of heat. You're getting a lot of heat, and it, it's working. So let me ask, hey, fashions or groups, whatever you want to call them, are we going to see something with you and maybe some other in the future, maybe with the with the – Hanson, or I see you guys come out. I mean, what's what's is there something in the future maybe with maybe getting a little group together? I, I know. I've been I've been working an angle. I've been trying to get these guys to you know realize they need we all need to like group together and you know do some teams. But like right now, it's most I'm mainly focusing on like single stuff. Yeah. But um, I have some buddies that like tag team that like I want to tag team with and all that. But mm-hmm. right now it's just kind of one offs and all that. Okay. Because I mean I think maybe yourself, Hanson, and maybe the astonishing one. I think that'd be an interesting group. Hmm. That would be that would be a pretty good. But you know, I don't think. The ring could hold that much amazing in like one yeah. space. Yeah, you probably you have know, to have a manager to keep you all under a little bit of control there. You'd have to have like a a guy that could, uh, you know, keep your guys' egos in check behind the closed curtain there, and then when you come out, you're all in sync and unison. Maybe something like that. I don't know. It's just no. spitballing here with you and throwing out ideas, you know. Who knows? But if I ever see that, I'll say, "Well, they took my idea and they ran with it." So there you go. <laughs> well, hey, I want to ask you one more thing, and we'll let you go because I know you're a busy man. You got some matches. Tell us about what's coming up in the future for uh, for Mr. Rex here, Rex Amadeus. Well, I have uh, my next thing is August twelfth. Mid States on and Springfield. Uh, after that, I am having a match for Tri States Wrestling in Breckenridge, Missouri, against Jamie Wyatt for the U.S. Highway Championship. Really looking forward to that match. Jamie Wyatt is a you know a legend in this area, so I'm looking forward to that big time. Yeah. Um, I have some show. I have a show in uh, on the 30th of September. Right now, that you know. Nothing has really been talked about yet, so I'm just going to have the date. And then October, I have a couple other dates for Tri-States Wrestling as well in uh, Gladstone. 
Okay. So that's what I got right now. Uh, but, you know, I'm always looking for more stuff and more opportunities yeah. to prove how, get, you know, get yeah. better at wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a huge uh, improvement in, in your uh, in-ring ability. And so, you, yeah, I, I think you're doing very well. So kudos to you. Thank you. You bet. So we're going to leave it there, folks. One more time, Rex Amadeus. If you see him on the marquee or on a poster on Facebook, walk. I'm sorry, run. Don't walk to your keyboard and get those tickets because I'm telling you, it's going to be a show. Uh, You know, whether it's with Mid-States, Tri-States, Steel Domain, uh, wherever. Uh, these guys, one, they're working their tails off uh, to, to put a quality program on for you. And, uh, you know, they could always use the support. So, ladies and gentlemen, one time, one more time, Rex Amadeus, thanks for coming on today, sir. And, yes, twist the, the twist the trade arc. Must, I couldn't do that. I couldn't grow that out like that. I'm not... I am already, of course, I don't have any hair on top either, so, you know, I mean, it's... I got that. You got plenty of hair, too. Yeah, I see it, so... All right, Rex, hey, thanks for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Folks, if you're watching, thank you. If you're listening, thank you. And if you haven't subscribed, please do so, and we will talk to you soon. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get, get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. 
And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... Well, what's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was an early champion. Here are exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Here's Bill Atcher, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a loss. Did you didn't have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.